0: Welcome to Tilt Talk Radio. Today we're going to talk about potash. In our egg History Minute, we'll talk about the history of potash. You applied what? We'll have some herbicides. And in our spotlight, we're going to talk a little bit about new products you can spend your Corteva cash on. So with me today are Max Garvey. What's up, everybody?
1: Todd Schaumburg. Hey to all the tilties out there.
0: Bill Schaumburg. Hey, guys. And I'm Matt Brueger, all with. Tilt agronomy. So bye week this week. No Packer game, but feeling good the way the season's going.
1: They're getting our hopes up. I think they're just going to crash <laughs> down. Soon. Nah, but they do look they, good. It's exciting. Hey,
0: indefinite no fans. So if the yeah. no fans thing is what's working, it's yeah, it's working.
2: We can score thirty points without our two top receivers. With yeah, with without
0: any real receivers to speak of outside of
1: our running backs. It's cool to so. see tight ends come back. Yeah. So that's exciting.
3: Big Bob Tanyan on pace yeah. for 20 touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, <you had laughs> yeah, a good day. Was it three touchdowns? Three. three touchdowns that's in that crazy. game. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Three, of, three of the four. Because the other one was Aaron Jones, I think. Yeah, was I was playing touchdown. Matt in
1: fantasy football, and he had to get 30 points that night to beat me. And Aaron Jones was, all, like, he was yeah. up to, like, 12 points, like, in the first quarter. And yeah. then he just, then awesome Bob Tanyan came in and took yeah, over. So off. I was like, I thought he was going to beat me.
0: Yeah. Well, it was a COVID loss. I didn't have James Conner because of the Pittsburgh oh, awesome. Yeah. And, and now this week screwed up, too. They got, uh, I think the Titans game might be might Tuesday. 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 Might, yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, they had no positive cases this morning, so. Yeah, but they have to.
0: They have to have no more positive cases tomorrow. between now by by tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. so well,
3: they, they were good this morning. So I mean, day one checked off. It's good, and I, I'll always, I always vote for more football. I mean, I, especially think about that. You get an NFL game on Tuesday. That means you only got to go one day without the NFL,
2: and you get it's, double on Monday now because yeah, they moved they the, the Broncos games yep.
3: too. The only thing is, we don't uh, we don't have cable, so we'll see how this all kind of shakes uh, out. Like which game uh, we got the game last night? It was on Fox. Yep, which was weird because. Yep. Isn't no, it's always on Fox. Thursday Night Football? Hmm? This year, anyway. This year. Any, right. It was, wasn't was last year, the first year? Some of them weren't,
1: though, last year, too. Some of them well, were But they get, like,
3: they yeah, change. they get half or yeah. whatever.
1: Yeah, it's weird. It is confusing to know where even well, to look now. You're right. I haven't cause...
3: watched a sporting event on Channel 2 in, like, 10 years, and last week there was football, or... Yeah, last week.
1: Was. No, that was weird because it was on Fox too, which I thought was odd. But Dancing there was the there was a game was on, on the other night on yeah.
3: on Channel Two on ABC, sure, what, two weeks ago, maybe for Monday Night Football, so Probably. one of the ESPN games because they own well Disney owns yeah AMC, yeah, yeah so. they own it all together. But yeah, that was weird. So, but I like it. The more football you can put on the free channels, the better. <laughs> Fun if you
0: have Amazon, that all the Thursday night games I think are on Amazon. I streamed too. on that. Yeah. Yeah. Because they always, the Thursday Night Football thing has the brought to you by Amazon or whatever. Okay. So I think you can always
3: get those there too. I'm part of that generation. No no cable. We just have all streaming services. There, yeah, yeah, no, no cords at our house. Yeah, no, we don't. Have yeah, cable Bill's anymore. probably the only cable Yeah. Yep, guy. Dirk TV Hardcore. I wish. I they're, miss
2: it. Honestly, they're pissing me off though because they keep jacking the price. So I got to
3: get on the phone and you got to call my dad up. He just gives them the. I've been a loyal customer. Yeah. Uh, For twenty three years, I got six kids, six different mouths to feed. They get hung up on. No, <laughs> yeah. he I he gets his bill lowered every time. It's a. It's it's, they basically like, dumb, you just got
1: to call and
2: ask. I know. It it it's like way, yeah. you get this thing in the mail from. From uh, what's the other one? Oh, dish dish. dish. Get $300 off. It's like, I've been a loyal customer of Dark TV for 10 years and my price keeps going up. But if I want to be a new customer, they'll bend over backwards for me.
0: Well, when when I was in college, we had, it was Charter at the time, which is now Spectrum. And our bill like went up like 50 bucks. So I was already like going and chewing a new butt and went into the, because at that time there was a store in town and. Went in there and she's like, Oh, I see you run such and such a deal. We run that deal all the time, I'll just put you back on. Like, why why did you take 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 me off then? (laughs) The first place. Like, that's how they make their money. But like
3: most Americans are not going they don't put in the time to like deal with it. Like you say, go drive down there, like there's things that I probably should take out of my life that are cost me money. I literally refuse to put in the effort to cancel those things or fight for less money. Like, I mean, I'm saying like two bucks on my Spotify account because it could be 10 instead of 12 or you know stuff like that. But um, I mean, you think about it if there's a million people doing that, that's a lot of money, that's two million bucks. Yeah,
0: well, that's that's what they all do. I mean, Netflix has been going up, I think, yep. every year for the last even Amazon
1: Prime, too. They slowly creep that up. So,
0: well, they checked it
1: once. Okay, I just remember when it was like 80 bucks and now it's like 140 or something, it's so 120, uh, it's it's okay. 10 bucks a month, right? 10, yeah. yeah. One hundred twenty. Yeah,
3: mine just so, went through like last week is one hundred twenty. I'm pretty yeah. sure. <laughs> so they're
2: they're just going to keep going up until people stop, and that's the that's yeah. the the limit, right?
1: Well, the limit will be when all those cord cutting apps cost the same as cable right, would cost it. Right. It's actually getting, Which, sadly close the, to that. There's enough point.
2: streaming
0: services you could easily get yeah, that. Yeah, because if you did every streaming service, because now they're finally getting smart, and they're releasing like one episode at a time instead of sure the binge where you can binge watch it. the whole episode. So that you don't cancel one service after like two months of binging and then (laughs) do your 30 day
3: free trial just to binge Game of Thrones and then don't come back. Don't come back. Right. I I got it made pretty good. I convinced my parents that they needed a family Netflix so you can have five accounts on there. So we got I got one of those. That's pretty clutch. Not going to lie. Nice. John and Charles came through big on that one. So (laughs) good job. All right. You guys
0: ready to get into some potash talk? Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. So, Todd, this was your yeah. Just thought for the week. The next
1: so. sort of a cool thing is that it, that potash is on sale. So sale on potash in ILK, deal alert. Oh, so okay. it is
3: it is get your special K now. Do, yes. Don't worry, they run this deal all the time. We'll just put you back in the program. <laughs> no, but no, they don't. <laughs> no, no, they don't run this program ever. Nope. I wouldn't call it like historic
1: lows because obviously it's it's not, but. We're basically as cheap as we were in 2016 or um, back in 2007. So, um, potash right now is, and this is the average price, um, is at 338 per ton average. So, I mean, we're hearing as low as you know low 300s, but um, that's kind of a nationwide average. Um, I've heard some under
2: under three. Yep. Yeah, Locally so I mean, it's three. cool
1: when you start. That, that's what made me want to talk about it is because when potash is under three. You know, in the last ten years, that's when you start talking about okay. Let's make sure we're at least applying what we need out there and, and using it. So you,
0: you're two for one, basically. I mean, I remember when potash was like six hundred some bucks a ton. So at that the, time, you you could do double the acres that you would have done at that price. Yeah, the
1: historic run up um, was in a wait when corn went crazy, yep. and there. I mean, it hit. Um. Yeah. Okay. 08 was a different run. I don't remember exactly, but 08 and twelve. You know, there was times like Matt said, it was six or eight hundred bucks a ton. Well yeah. Then yeah, it, it makes sense to sort of cut back and make sure you're you're not using too much of it. So I would say just to the DAP and MAP right now are um uh, a little bit higher than normal. So that's the other thing to think about is um what your fertilizer dollar is buying you. So um obviously still you always want to make sure you put on what your soil test shows and what you need. So if you need a little DAP, put it on. Um, but this would be a time to maybe pull back a little on the DAP and go a little heavier on potash because it's on sale.
3: I, I, talking with some guys, they just kind of decided that they're going to put, this fall, they're just going to put potash on and we'll reassess the fertilizer needs in the spring because the other stuff isn't on sale. And they're like, well, I'll put on what's on sale and that'll put a big dent in the bill that I have next spring and it won't, you know, it won't hurt the pocketbook as much in in May. So that's a good way to attack it too.
0: Well, yeah, and unless you're fertilizing a cover crop or wheat or something, right. getting that nitrogen out now isn't really gaining you anything. Right, right.
1: Right. So a Matskin at his DAP and MAP got a little bit of N in there that yeah, you're basically you're, you're, wasting you're, Yeah. You're not utilizing it like you could in the spring. So the just,
2: I just looked back to some I help a fair amount of clients do the bidding, you know, process of their fertilizer and I just looked back to we did some um August twenty fifth, oh eight and potash was eight hundred and forty dollars a ton.
3: That's a lot. Yeah, I had one.
2: We had three different ops bid it out. One was at eight forty. One was at eight hundred, and one was at eleven. Wow, eleven hundred dollars. So that would have been a fall of 0, 08. Three for one.
1: And that too, it went like from oh seven being really cheap to just sky. You know, it was yeah, just I such back a sudden oh
3: seven. It was. It was like three hundred. Yeah, yeah. So, it like, so are you predicting a jump next year, or is that is this what you're it, telling us, Todd? Well, that was because corn price was so high. Yeah. yeah right.
1: And and a lot can change from now till then, and and yeah. with with it being mined, I mean, they can can kind of troll it a little
2: bit.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you wouldn't even have to change your your budget for potash at this point, and you're still going to get more more acres done, which is a good thing.
2: The crazy part is the following year, after that, just looking at these bids, four sixty. So it jumped real high and then dropped right back down. Yeah, not yeah. quite as low as, as the year prior, but what year was that again? So that would have been 07 was
0: low, 08 was high, 09 was, was low. lower. Yeah, was that like a, is there something with the railroad or something that, that could have been caused issues? That was a long time ago. I know, I'm trying to remember
2: why it would jump that crazy high. It was oh, oh 07,
3: oh 07 or 09? Oh oh 07 was low, oh 09 was low. I, mean, I, was, I, was, like, I was in like third grade, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was not really watching the Potter. You kids. weren't. No, well, maybe by third grade, grade it was. SpongeBob no, dude, dude, we were not a SpongeBob house. Cosby show that was a big. <laughs> Cosby show. I know, show. like, Ooh, I know, wow. like, I know, like, canceled whatever, but like, big Cosby show house. Wow. Yeah, we used to watch Cosby show too. That was before Bill's issues. Though, like right? this is this is how Cosby show our house was. When we go on long drives and be like, Dad, are we there yet? He'd be like, three more Cosby shows and we'll <laughs> be there. You know, they're half an hour each, so you don't have, oh, three more Cosby shows, you're there, dude. And then I got smart, I'd be like, with or without commercials, Oh because like, if he says without, then I know we're even closer, so. Then it's like 20 minutes. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, now you got to wonder what's in the Jell-O pudding pops. <laughs> are you going to go night-night? <laughs> oh, Matt. Too soon, Matt. You see? Oh, yeah. All right, back to Potash. So, yeah, we talked about last time. It was cheap. So if it's on sale, in finger quotes, how much should we be buying?
3: A lot. This is it. I'm going over the top right <insects noise> here. Bye, buy,
1: buy, 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 buy,
3: buy, 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 buy. Right here, right now, because I know more than anybody. <laughs> so
0: All that's right. Jim, Jim Cramer, Cramer approved.
1: Approved. <laughs> No, but but Matt's right. How much should you buy? You got to think about going back to nutrient management and what you need. So obviously if you don't need it, you're not going to go out and buy more than you need. So um, just one thing to look at is removal rates of K. And then the second thing to look at is your soil test and where you're at. So if your soil test is high and you're good, obviously you don't need as much. And and then depending on your yield um, this last year, that also matters in removal rates for K. So let's start with the removal rates is uh, your forages take a lot of K. Alfalfa, corn silage pull a lot. So um,
2: And I'm, and when you're talking a lot, you mean a lot. Like yeah. Don't so, underestimate right. how much those forages really take.
1: So alfalfa takes 100 pounds of potash per ton. So say you're getting four ton, that's 400 pounds of potash you got to put back out there. That's probably our highest demanding crop, Um. The second is corn silage, and just at 22-ton of corn silage, it's 300 pounds of potash of of removal. That, so
3: That's a shocking one, I think, for a lot of guys. They don't see corn as, like, this big potash. They're like, we buy potash for alfalfa, and we buy nitrogen for corn. You start skimping on the potash on corn, you, historically your yields are going to start to take a hit, and you, you give that corn that little shot of potash, that makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. So... Definitely don't, like, like Todd said, don't, really, don't forget forages take a lot no matter what.
0: But I think, you know, when the price jumped, that's what we saw. All right, we'll, we'll put it in the alfalfa because we know it's taking a lot. We need it there, and we'll pull it out of corn. Well, now it's a good opportunity to get back into fertilizing those other crops.
1: And then corn grain, um, that's a, kind of a significantly lower action. Corn grain is one of the lowest ones. 200-bushel um, corn grain crop is 100 pounds of potash of removal. And then soybeans at 55 bushels is 125 pounds of potash. So depending on yields, but I, I felt both of those, um, even 55, hopefully were between 55 and 60 bushels of beans. And like yeah. I said, you're at that 125
2: pounds of potash removed. And you know, guys, with soybeans, a lot of times, at least maybe in the dairy rotation, farmers aren't thinking about fertilizing their beans. It's like, oh, we'll just throw beans in and life will be good. But... They actually take more than the grain, yeah. you know, so make sure that we're fertilizing that bean ground. Yeah, and that's
1: not counting if you're taking soybean straw sure. as well. Right. Um,
3: Which, as we're talking about this year, there is a lot of soybean straw coming off this year yeah, because, because we didn't get any last year. Right, I mean,
0: and right after, too. I mean, it's not taking long, and guys are yeah
3: right in there. Right, so. but de- definitely uh that's got to be added into the equation this year. Last year, maybe not, not so much because I don't think, I don't think I saw hardly any come off, but this year they, I mean, they're every every soybean field is they're taking stubble off right now. So
1: now let's go then into wheat because that we take straw typically, and so wheat the grain part on ninety bushel wheat crop takes fifty pounds of potash, which um, when I did the math, I did it twice because that was surprisingly lower than I thought. But then it's the the straw part at two and a half tons of straw it's 125 pounds of potash. So um, say you're doing grain and straw, you're at that 175 um, pounds of potash that you got to kind of put back. Yep, so that's, so a, that's, that's where that kind of comes that, in. That
0: that should be number three on the list than wheat with straw. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. So, really
1: any stover that you're taking, I guess. Yep. Is so literally
0: corn reason. grain is the bottom. Did you do corn grain with harvested stalks? I, I did. That'd and be, I did
1: with soybean straw, but it, seemed like it it was it it was enough but it wasn't it wasn't crazy either but no it's it's, probably similar to silage it is um, i would say it it, and to save time i didn't put all those in there as well because it's just not as common that we take it but um it is a consideration though make sure you're looking that if you're taking you know the 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 plant side of it and not just the grain um that you probably got to Look into potash a little bit
2: more. So, Todd, I get a question a lot. Like, if your soil test is here, how farmers a lot of times think that just putting a couple hundred pounds they're going to just jump the soil test, right? Like, what is the number of pounds of potash it takes to start moving the <laughs> needle on that? Yeah, potash? no,
1: it takes in the like five hundred to a thousand pounds to really right jump it of potash so that's the other part is typically when we're so next getting into a soil test is optimum soil test is 100 to 120 parts per million k depends on soil type and crop um, so there's some other you know higher demanding crops like alfalfa we want the 120 corn grain is usually 100 pounds a K is you know okay on on most soil types um, so say you're at like a 60 or something soil test I mean, that's not something you're going to want to try to jump all the way in just one year. You're going to want to do it over, you know, four to eight years is typically um, what we do in a nutrient management plan. Um, like I said, maybe this is a year where you try to up it or something. But
0: so you're saying we shouldn't run potash like we run lime, <laughs> right? <laughs> you could, you could, but I mean,
3: just normally, just the, every couple of years, dump on a ton or two, yeah, a couple tons of the acre, and break it up. A couple so applications. I don't know if you guys remember. If I, I don't, I I know I told, I think I told Bill and Todd for sure. I don't know if I told Matt, but the spring I met a guy and he, fought, he asked, you know, what do you do for a living? And I said, I'm an agronomist and all this stuff. And uh, he said, oh, how many pounds of potash do I need to put on to see a soil test response? And I was like, that's kind of a loaded question. Like, you know, there's a lot of factors that can make a difference. He goes, nope, it's eight pounds. And yeah, I. Eight pounds. <laughs> I said, where, where do you get that number from? He goes, no, it's it, I did the math. It's eight pounds. And I'm like, I, mm, I'm i not sure that eight pounds is really going to get her done there. But so anyway, to hopefully. To move it what? He, to move the soil test one point. Yeah. One, one, part, one part per million. Right, right, right. The,
1: the buffering capacity to look in at this. And, and this is hard because different soils are different. But on average, it takes 11 pounds of potash to jump you one point. point one one per point per yeah. yeah and so it's 6.5 pounds k2o but in you know potash terms it's 11 pounds so i mean yeah to really to make a jump plus that's not counting crop removal either right right so once you start taking all those things into account it gets it, it gets a lot harder to yeah. actually move it than you think it would so
2: it, there's a lot of soil tests we look at, I'm sure, that are 60 parts per million, 80 parts per million K. I mean, now you're talking seven, 800 pounds of potash just to... Just to get that back. Just to get that back, but that doesn't even include any removal that right. you're going to take those years that you're trying to... So,
1: and that's why I started with removal, because sometimes the soil test part is important, but just make sure we're getting the removal part right first. The crop has what it needs. And then go into, okay, how can we up our soil test? And this, you know, when... When potash is on sale like this year, this is the time to put it in the soil bank, you know to to try to look at your soil test levels and see okay I'm, I am going to try to jump it by five or ten parts per million this year and and here's how I'm going to do it. So the last thing, you guys, make sure you account for uh, manure and I mean, there's a lot of other things to account for in the nutrient management plan. Manure is a big one. Is um, a lot of times on corn silage is we put manure back after. Yep. So. Um, making sure that your manure is getting enough K back. Um, most of the time it does, um, but there's times where it doesn't. And um, say at a 15,000-gallon manure rate, uh, that'll equal about 325 pounds of potash.
2: So um, so you're, you're replenishing what the corn silage just took. took but I've got uh, several guys that like to manure in corn, so it's a corn silage alfalfa rotation. They might just manure in the corn and think, oh, I got enough. I'm going to build it up in the corn so that the hay, I don't have to, the alfalfa, I don't have to put as much on. But
1: in reality... You may not be building it enough.
2: Yeah, you still got to make
1: sure you're adding it in the alfalfa years in that case.
0: Yeah, and that's, like you said, 15,000 gallons. So if you're getting less than that even, then you're you're still got room to grow.
3: It's it's definitely worth uh, making sure that you're checking out what those numbers come back at and even doing a manure sample. Mm -hmm. Um, Because our... Our manure application is not based off potash numbers ever. It's ever, it's no. based on nitrogen, you know nitrogen, phosphorus, phosphorus, phosphorus and yeah. and liquid holding capacity really. I mean at, at times we have to not do as much because we can't the, the field can't take, moisture, yeah. Yeah, yeah. can't take that much. Yeah. We can't take that much. So, you know, it'd be awesome if we could measure this on potash at times, but we can't. So make sure you're you're uh, checking all the boxes there and ca- calculating that out.
0: All right. So there you go, potash, good time to buy. Even if you're not going to spend more money on potash, you can get more done with the money you want to spend. So now we'll go into our Ag History Minute. I love the banjo. All right, so history of potash today. Potassium is the third major plant and crop nutrient after nitrogen and phosphorus. Chemical symbol K comes from calium, the medieval latin for potash which may have derived from the arabic word kali meaning alkali elemental potash does not occur in nature because it reacts violently with water mm. as a part of various compounds potassium makes up about 2.6 percent of the earth's crust by mass and is the seventh most abundant element similar in abundance to sodium and approximately 1.8 percent of the crust but potash is important for agriculture because it improves water retention, yield, nutrient value, taste, color, texture, and disease resistance for food crops. The name derives from potash, which refers to plant ashes or wood ash soaked in water in a pot. Approximately 10% by weight of common wood ash can be recovered as potash. The word potassium is derived from uh, okay, I think we just did that. It is
1: derived from potash. Yeah, which I yeah. thought was interesting. So, yeah.
0: Potash is wor- produced worldwide in amounts exceeding 90 million tons per year, mostly for fertilizer. So so we shouldn't just mash up bananas and
1: <laughs> throw them on the <laughs> Those field. Those would work, too. I thought it was interesting that 10% by weight would be. Because people up say it'll ash, just put yeah. it ashes and it's slightly lower than I thought, but at the same time it was yeah, more well, than... Well, yeah, well,
0: yeah, ash is a good fertilizer for your garden yeah. if you burn wood in any way, so... Makes sense. Also makes a good uh, de-icer for your driveway.
2: Yeah.
3: Ashes? Wood ash, yeah.
2: Yep.
0: Wow. Hot or cold? Well, obviously, if they have hot, they're going to work a little faster. <laughs> that was my
3: dad's move. Clean out the fireplace in the morning when you're going to relight it and then just dump that on the front <laughs> so on the sidewalk so, so, you didn't, it. so you didn't fall when you're getting in your car for work in the morning. Yeah. Power moves only, you know.
1: I do like that it's Symbol K from Callium you know, a medieval Latin term. That, that is weird that it's, you know, NPK. You always right. think, yes. oh, what's the K part? And it's it's for potassium, but it's it's from Calcium. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Todd? Great. If you like what you're hearing, please go to naicc.org. There you'll find a crop consultant in your area. And please subscribe to our podcast. Tell a farmer friend about the podcast. That's all we ask is that you... Uh, talk to anybody you know that farms and would like to hear about a podcast. They probably aren't going to know what a podcast is, so you're going to have to explain that to them. But just tell them it's, it's just like radio on your phone. So it's great. <laughs> and Matt, where can they find us?
0: You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, at Tilth Talk Radio. All right, so now it's time for You Applied What? What did you do?
1: All, All right, right I, I switched it up this week because... We should do a, swat, a spotlight ahead of this. Curveball. This is going to kind of tie into our spotlight. So if
3: I get this wrong, it's an asterisk because you, yeah. you <laughs> messed yeah, with I, my. I your yeah, mojo. Screw yeah. the flow yeah. up.
1: All right. So the the four um, herbicides, uh, one technically isn't a herbicide, but there are four new things. These are new, and one of them just doesn't exist. But um, Kyber, and I think I'm saying it right, Zidua Prime. Ingenia Prime and Centris. What about
2: Optimus Optimus Prime? Prime.
0: Optimus uh, Prime. Amazon Prime. (laughs) Yeah. Amazon Prime. (laughs) Jeff Bezos in the uh, herbicide market now. I do like Optimus better. Prime. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you've got Kyber, Zidua Prime, Ingenia Prime. And the centrist.
1: <laughs> Kyber, I thought you would get Matt from... Star Wars, yeah. Kyber yeah, Crystal. The yeah. Kyber Crystal. I didn't know that's, that was a thing. It's in their lightsabers. Yep. It's, oh, that's, that's what a, makes the Khyber lightsaber. With,
0: with my kids watching more uh, oh, Disney watch? Plus cartoon stuff now, it, it's in uh, one of the Star Wars cartoons that my son watches. Is They talk about Kyber quite a bit.
1: And the reason the bad guys are red, their light is the Kyber Crystal is like bleeding it's like corrupted yeah yeah they, they they they
3: corrupted like the kyber thing, okay okay nerds That's yeah a no i
1: i <laughs> was learning because i'm like what what is it? when i just searched for that word she but anyway searched
0: kyber and he's like wait i thought this was supposed to be a herbicide yeah
1: so I, um any
2: guesses for you guys or not i'm going centrist okay
0: i that was my first thought and then i'm like uh two primes i don't know if
2: yeah, that could be too. You like could have just threw a prime in there by accident.
3: But I'm also wondering if that's not like a new formulation strategy. Right, you right. know, like when they come up with a new trait and and see, and it's a like Q or whatever it is. Yeah.
0: I'm I'm riding that same train with you, Bill. But just for giggles, I'm gonna say
3: Ingenia Prime. Okay. I'm gonna go Zidua Prime because all I think right, one, Ma- Max gets uh, it. No no asterisk on so, that one, boys. Matt
1: is right for the reason is that yeah they their Ingenia Prime is a new um, a new herbicide that's trying to be labeled. Well, the Ingenia is not labeled, right. so it's going through. Um, it's an adjustment to Ingenia, yes. basically. So In- Ingenia Prime is a brand new, and it's going to be a mix of Dicamba, which is Ingenia, Zidua, and Pursuit. Okay. Uh, so Pursuit. that's kind of a cool mix if they can get it through, especially because obviously then we could use Dicamba and Dicamba beans. Centris is going to be a um, so they're basically BASF developed the centris and it's a um, so it's to help in volatile it's it brings the pH down um, and I can't think of what their ingenious what their Mm -hmm. dicamba product is at BASF um, uh, but anyway it brings the pH down in that mix and so it's less volatile um, for this, and this is their, their new drift retardant in a way, is Centris. Um, Kyber is the new, um, and that kind of gets into our spotlight. And what you can spend your Cortiva cash on is um, Kyber is a new herbicide that, that, that this one is out, so you can get it for next year. And it's a mix of Zidua, Valor, and Sencor or Metribuzin. Um, so that's kind of a cool new premix for beans, um, to have. I don't know. Would you like having Valor in there, Bill, with Zidua?
2: Valor's got some good burn down. So yeah, yeah. No, I
1: thought it was kind of an interesting. And then the Metribusin part. So, I mean, basically to kind of a lot more premixes with Zidua coming out in general. Um, and that's and Send that's core a, you
2: always got to watch pH though on the on your soil mm-hmm. pH. So sure, highs or lows. Lowe's, I believe. Okay. Better look that
1: up.
3: Yeah, don't give up false information, Bill.
1: (laughs) And I don't know where, if they got the name Kyber from the Star Wars. um, It
2: is interesting. It's it's red,
1: It's the same, yeah, that Kyber herbicide. And even that, I'm... It, it, it's,
3: Does it make a lightsaber sound? And you're uh, dumping it in the tank. Would be kind of cool <laughs> if they used like
1: in all their so far in all their advertising that I've seen, they have not used a lightsaber or any Star Wars people. Palmer Amaranth. Be, say, Who's your daddy? I am your father. No. No, that's trademarked.
2: Who's your daddy? Is that right? I'm your father is trademarked? <laughs> I don't know. That
3: no, that's say. not what they actually say in the movie. I saw a video on this. Like, we all think that's what they said, and that's not what they, he no, says. yeah, It's
0: not actually Luke, I am your father. It's, it's like,
3: I don't remember what, does what it was. He say? Yeah, he's... I, I don't remember it's the It's basically, quote. I am your father, but it's, that's not what he says. He says, like, you are my son, like the opposite, like whatever. I am. You are my son, or something like that. But yeah, it's not what we all think it is. It's what I don't. There's like a I forget. There's like a word for that. But anyway.
0: Well, and that was always interesting. It was Vader is actually father in like Dutch or something?
1: Oh really? Yeah. So Ooh. he's Darth Daddy. Oh, we're getting deep Darth in Star Wars stuff. For, <laughs> just because of this Kyber herbicide. So. The,
0: the reason I know that is actually. When I was in high school, went on a class trip. There was uh we ended up in Amsterdam and there was like a a sign that said like something vader and that triggered to like look it up like what?
1: Cool. cool. All right. So we got a new segment this week, Matt. Yeah,
0: your egg idiom of the week. Chill music.
1: So, so, what do you get for us? So, for your, idioms uh, idiom- are basically sayings, right? I mean, and there's a lot that are derived from
3: agriculture. What'd you call me? Yeah, I did call <laughs> you that, man.
1: And um, because that's historically what most people did. So, just our idiom of this week is separating the wheat from the chaff. So, that's what we do to you, Max, is you separate <laughs> the wheat. So, you, basically what that means is you sort the, the valuable from the worthless and... It, this idiom alludes to an ancient practice of threshing
3: grain. So you separated me because I'm the valuable. Ooh. You put me in this room.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Usually, yeah, no, you're the definitely the chaff.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I'll remember that when you say you need help <laughs> soil sampling next week. No. Yeah, separating the wheat from the chaff. Sorry, Todd, I'm just chaff. I can't help you.
1: <laughs> no, you're right, Max. You're the definitely the wheat because you only remove just the fifty pounds of potash, yep.
3: so that's
2: whereas the you're not the chap that removes. I'm not, a,
3: I'm not a potash sucker, you know. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh,
2: yeah. All right.
0: Well, that'll do it for today. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Today we talked about potash, hot deals right now just for you. No matter what your your friends say that they got the deal too. This is like the Rogers rate. Or the, uh, you know, all the state farm commercials. You get your potash rate from your co-op. Egg History Minute, we talked about the history of potash. You applied what? We covered some new herbicide options. And in our spotlight, we talked about how to spend your Corteva cash. And finished it up with separating the wheat from the chaff. And that's what I'm doing right now, is separating the wheat from the chaff. (laughs) No, no. All right. Thanks for listening. And as always, happy farming.